That was We Are Nothing by the band KFK playing us in today. Welcome to episode 5 of Goggins and Friends. Have a great episode lined up today as we bring Chandler Kudia on the air. Chandler and I are both salespeople at Gartner and we met in the office way back in 2018 in Fort Myers, Florida. Now there's been some overlap between our friend circles where we were hanging out with some of the same people and got to get to know each other that way. Chandler and I never really hung out, just the two of us, but I knew she's been involved in so many cool things, so I wanted to have her on here so you could all get the chance to learn about the role fitness plays in her life, her experience voicing a popular international character, and her time on The Price is Right. Now, I apologize for some of the audio issues that you might hear when listening. I tried my best using the editing tool that I have. Sometimes, that's just the way things are. Hope you all enjoy this fun chat. Hello! Hey Chandler, how are you? Good, time how to- are you? I'm good, I'm good. Are you still in the same apartment or did you move? No, I actually moved. This is um, a new apartment. I moved in about two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm finally living on my own. Hey, there you go. Yeah, how, like how do you like that? Many years later. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Um, I loved my old roommate. We have a great relationship, but she would travel a lot. Um, she had places she wanted to go. She doesn't like being in the same place for a long time. And also... Um, I felt like it was time. I've never lived alone and uh, I want to get a cat. So um, <laughs> this, and she was allergic. So uh, that's uh, also, amazing. so I'm excited to be in my own place. And oh, yeah. very cool. So when are you getting the cat? Well, okay. So I'm going to Austin this weekend to see my sister for her birthday. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe sometime after that, I just don't want to get especially a kitten and be like, okay, see ya. So yeah. um, I need to assess my trips coming up and then try to find a, a date that works. But I mean, there's never an ideal time, is there? <laughs> That's true. That's what I've heard. Heard getting a, getting a cat or a dog. It's like getting a kid. There's never really a good time. You just got to kind of do it. So you're wanting specifically a kitten. Yeah. So I've never had a pet before. Um, my parents oh. were both allergic to cats. Well, my mom is allergic to cats and dogs. So I just never had one growing up. I always felt like I was missing out. Um, so I've always had a, I, I'm not, a, I don't get crucified, but I'm not a huge dog person. <laughs> um, I like dogs. They're cute, but cats are just a lot easier to manage and they don't smell as much <laughs> and they don't, you know, they're just easy going. They're chill. They like to cuddle. And then sometimes you'll find cats who act like dogs, but then sometimes cats are jerks, but I'll hopefully pick out the right one. I'm just going to say whichever one comes and sits on my lap and like purrs and cuddles on me. I'm like, you're the one. <laughs> yep. There you go. We'll make sure all the uh, people at the Humane Society, they hear this and they can start getting the right cats to you. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I won't put you on the cross for, uh, for not liking dogs nearly as much as cats. You gave some good reasons for it. So yeah. good. good. How's everything else been going though? Yeah, no, everything's been great. I've just been keeping myself busy. I'm, I'm the type I can't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always, uh, you know, onto the next thing, doing what I can. You're still in Dallas, right? Yep. Yep. Still in Dallas. Right. Still in Dallas. And you still are, right? I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only moved a few minutes down the road. Still in uptown. Okay. Um, living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because you were right on the corner, right by the ice house, right? I was. Yeah. So now I'm just in this neighborhood. So literally right down the road. Got it. Nice. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, so- posted a pod- I posted the thing on Instagram and then you were one of the first people that reached out. About. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is a perfect excuse to get to talk to Chandler again. Ah, what a treat. Yeah, it was just cool because I was like, you know, I always told you, I was like, you have a great voice. You should do something and like, you know, podcasting, whatever. I see what you do on LinkedIn. 
Um, and I was like, oh, how cool. And then obviously we haven't seen each other in a while. So I was like, good, might be good to catch up with Zach. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm trying to think the last time I saw you, it was probably, I think it might've been like the parking lot outside of F45 when Dave and I were walking to CVS. And that was like, like <laughs> you have a better memory than I do, but that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah. I mean, besides that, it might've been pre-COVID or maybe just early on. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I haven't really hung out with too many Gartner people since COVID started. Nothing against Gartner people. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I've made made some other friends and been around, done some stuff. So, but I do miss seeing everybody in the office, of course. Well, you said you made a bunch of friends outside of Gartner and you've been doing a few different things. I actually want to start off talking about Sphere Club because mm -hmm. that's something that I don't think you were doing before the pandemic hit, right? No, actually. So um, Sphere, it's interesting because... I've known about Sphere for a while. It actually started in Houston by a former MLS player, Mike Chabala. He started in Houston and then built up this great atmosphere, this great community. And then his goal was to spread it across the sphere, the globe, uh, you know? So the second city was Austin and my sister actually lives in Austin. Um, so every time I would visit her, this was even when I was still in Florida, I would um, say, hey, like, can I join you? Can I, whatever. So they were open to having guests come play. So um, what is, it's a, it's a workout and soccer concept, but it's all about building community and connecting people, connecting passes, connecting, you know, it's yeah. a lot of them, soccer <laughs> lingo. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's mainly meant to be a community. Uh, you don't have to be good at soccer. You don't have to be particularly fit. And when I would visit her, I would love it. That would be a main thing I'd want to do when I go, go to Austin. So when I visited Dallas, I first thing I said was, hey, is there a Dallas club? There wasn't. Um, they tried a few times to bring it to Dallas, um, but COVID slowed that down as well. And then when COVID started to clear up a little bit and people were starting to do outdoor activities, I, know, I saw the, the group chat come together of like, hey, Dallas is starting up. I know you know about it. Want to come join? So I went to one or two ses sessions. And then when I said that I was familiar with Sphere and the concept and the, and the vision, Richie, my, my counterpart, I post with him a lot. He's, he's one of my close friends. He asked me if I want to help lead it with him. So he and I, and then a couple other folks will step up and help as well. Uh, so me, him, and, and this one other guy primarily lead it. And yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. We started last July, um, wow. just small, kicking around, looking for what park is best. Um, trying to bring our friends on half of it's me convincing my non-athletic friends to come give it a try um, and then I know other folks who are really good at soccer who are looking for an excuse to play so yeah we, we just passed our I think our one-year anniversary and it's been going great we have about 50 members that will come and go wow yeah we're proud of what we, we built we're the we're the fastest growing club in the nation it's now it's in uh, Denver Indianapolis Tampa uh, they're bringing a couple to California, Houston, obviously, San Antonio, yeah. um, and a few other clubs are popping up right now. So it's really cool to see it grow. No way. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know I've seen you post on Instagram that like, think when you guys went to, mm -hmm. you guys went to either Houston or you went to Austin. We've done and, both for like okay. all city tournaments. Yep. Got it. I'm like, oh, wow. She's taking this thing and taking it up. <laughs> I had no idea. It was like a big national thing now. Yeah. That's what they're, they're getting it to. So um, it was originally just again, Houston and then Austin. And then they saw the success and people were asked, Hey, is there a club in my city? And that's really the vision is to get it even like international and have it be as big as in F45 or camp gladiator um, and really seen as fitness, not necessarily, I mean, soccer is a huge part of it, of course, yeah. but 
it's not exclusive to soccer. Like we want it to be as accessible to anyone. So it's, it's been really fun helping to, uh, so I, I lead specific sessions. So I run the workout. Um, I facilitate the play, split up the teams, do all that, but it's still really player driven. Like I'm still playing out there. I'm not sitting on the sidelines. And we also do social events. So like community service, we'll have parties. We had a Christmas party. We have Thanksgiving potluck. Um, we'll go to happy hours. So yeah, it's a great way to meet people and have some fun. Absolutely. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to have to head on out there and try it out. Is there like an entry fee or like a membership fee to get into the actual club? Yeah. So you can try like a class or two free and then okay. it's $17 a month. And that's a, look at me advertising. And Mike's going to be so proud of me. Now, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you consider like the price of gyms, which again, I go to at 45, it's pretty expensive group fitness. Yeah. Um, It's pretty low in comparison. And we do all these other social events. So very accessible to all, which is what we're, we're going for. Absolutely. And it's not just like a fun environment and looks like a fun environment from the pictures that I see. I mean, I don't go into the gym. <laughs> I just go to like this gym out there. Like I go to Planet Fitness. I throw my head. Yeah. I don't, I don't talk to anybody, but I mean, <laughs> you had to spend and that's like 10 bucks a month where if it's 17 a month, you go out there, you do a few things a month and you're meeting. I mean, your group is huge now. It's over 50 mm -hmm. people. I was like such a great way to just dive on in especially if someone's moving to a new city and they want to get involved that sounds awesome exactly yeah and we play three times a week that'll sometimes we play nine months out of the year it, um, okay. during the winter it's kind of hard when it's so cold and there's limited hours in the day we do what we can there but yeah it's 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 a great gig and I feel it's funny because I post on so much I'm like I don't know if people like this or not I'm like <laughs> I feel like it's another full-time job like making these posts and people <laughs> definitely have lost some followers They're like all right enough with this I'm like, whatever, if you don't like my, my hobbies and my interests, then yeah. you probably want to be friends with you anyway. You can unfollow exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. Who needs That's it? That's the haters. <laughs> That's exactly it. And who wouldn't want to be excited about seeing just a bunch of people out there working out, playing soccer, improving themselves? Who wouldn't want to yeah. see that? Yeah, they could get lost. <laughs> so what are your plans for the club moving forward? I mean, you just passed the one-year anniversary. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that so awesome to see i mean from when i first saw it it doesn't definitely doesn't feel like a year has passed since at all time is relative anyway these <laughs> days. um yeah it's it's been it's been great uh next up i mean we're still trying to continue to grow the club um my role in it is still we call a captain so the, like basically the trainer slash player um and we're starting to do indoor classes as well um, at uh, Crossbarb and Richardson, they have licensed the idea. That's another part of, of the sphere business. They're not just these outdoor clubs. They do license it out to indoor facilities. They run the classes themselves, do their own membership, but they're using the sphere name and the sphere concept of fitness and soccer. So that's a uh, latest thing that I'm trying to get certified for. I, um, I'm really close to finishing it. And then I got to run those classes by myself and we'll get paid doing that, um, which is a cool little side gig another opportunity to meet other people. And yeah, we're just working on growing it, growing to new clubs, to a few friends in other cities that you think would wanna, wanna get involved. We can definitely do that. But for now, it's just a, a fun thing to do outside of, of normal work. Great way to meet people. Like I said, I need to be constantly surrounded. That's who I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's been, actually, that's how I met my boyfriend too, was from, uh, from playing soccer. He came to a session. Oh, um, really? Yeah. No way. No, was it just, there. was it just because he knew that you were running the session or was he already a fan of it? <laughs> well, it's funny because no, he, he just, his friend told him about it. It was actually, he was one of the first people to join. And then from there he pursued me and I was like, 
I don't know if I could do this because I'm in charge. Like, is that yeah. a conflict of interest? And I <laughs> kind of held back for a few months. And I was like, I talked to my boss and everything. And I'm like, all right, let's go with it. Nice. Um, so that, it, was, it was another, and there's a couple of sphere couples that have popped up there. We call, they call them soulmates, S-O-L-E. More oh my gosh. Months. I know. Because the wordplay uh, <laughs> in this, oh my gosh, I got to join. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't anticipate leaving it or doing anything different anytime soon. Um, but yeah, just hearing it, I, I don't know how much more I can take on my shoulders in terms of um, other things, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having fun spending my time doing that. Good for you. That's so cool Thank to hear. You. And now it's blowing up, which is awesome and that you were getting it on the ground floor of it. Now it's huge. It's so cool to see. And now you got a boyfriend, met him out of the deal too. Can't complain about that. Very cool. We've talked about Spirit Club, obviously soccer, fitness, and you're big into fitness. Like since I've known you, working out's always been a big part of your life. So I'm curious because everyone's got a different story and how they got into fitness and what mm -hmm. drives them to do it. So I'd love to get your story on it. What got you into it? Yes. So I've always, I've always been athletic. Um, I grew up playing travel soccer. My parents were always all about uh, having a well-rounded childhood. So my sister and I both did like piano growing up, we played soccer, we were in the arts, we both did theater, like all these, they, they want us to kind of experiment all these things and see what we like. I stuck with all them mostly, you know, through high school, but I um, always played soccer, whether I played travel, aka clubs, so you would, you know, be on a team, travel around the county, sometimes the state, sometimes out of state, also played like varsity in high school, I was not saying much because I went to an arts high school. So I say, <laughs> but there's only one team and we weren't that good, but <laughs> for our division, but it wasn't like a main division, yeah. but later, but uh, yeah, so I always played soccer. So I was athletic as a kid, but obviously most kids and even teenagers don't really like go to the gym. They just kind of do what's needed within their sport. Um, and then when I stopped playing soccer in college, I would, I would still play IMs for my sorority and things like that. I wasn't good enough to play in college, nor did I want to. So I would do that. But then I'd say throughout college, I, since I never really knew what it was to like work out and everything, I, it just wasn't a focus area, maybe go to the gym a couple of times, but you know, in college, it's a bit intimidating. You, you don't really know what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. And I was, I feel like I'm wasting my time. So it kind of put that on the back burner for better or for worse got out of college, started a job, saw what it was like to have the more sedentary lifestyle. I was at least in college used to walking miles a day around campus. But yeah, I mean, that really took a toll on me and like my physical health and how I was feeling about myself, like um, definitely turned into like a confidence thing. I, I wasn't as confident with myself, which I always had been in my life, but everything I hate about my body just multiplied because I wasn't taking care of it. So when I saw, I think it was like a turning point where I just like saw a picture of myself and I was like, what the hell? Like, how did I get to this point? And I've never been like a skinny girl. I've just, it, genetically, I never have been. I've always been muscular, especially too with playing soccer. But that it was just, they got to a point where I was like, I need to, to change something. And the fact that it turned from like external motivation of like, I want to please others or look a certain way. It turned into like intrinsically motivated to be like, I am going to do this for myself. And there's no other cheerleader except for me. Like, it's great to have people encouraging you. But yeah, I, I was just ready to, to change things. So it started off, um, I was going to a gym in Fort Myers. And it was like a boot camp type thing. And that was the okay. first, I started going a couple of days a week. Um, didn't really change my eating too much, but I was just a bit more conscious about it. And in high school too, I had my bout of like eating disorders and things like that. I think it's uh, really common these days. Oh, it was yeah. 
too bad. Um, I wasn't, you know, hospitalized or anything like that. It was just more of like an obsession or like an over, like, Hey, what am I going to eat today? Or what am I going to do today? And those were the bouts of me being an uneducated, you know, trying to go to the gym, not knowing what to do, how long muscle group. I knew nothing about that stuff. Yeah. So then we got to Fort Myers. I, I started to see like, Hey, even just making the small change, making a difference because I'm not supposed to be this heavy because I got to a point where I was. And then yeah, from there, I just was like, oh, this doesn't have to be boring or this doesn't have to be bad. Like I thought back to all the times playing soccer. I didn't think of it as working out. I didn't think of it as a way to stay in shape. It was just a fun competition because your head was in the game. You don't realize how much you're running. Uh, so then when I moved to Dallas, uh, I joined at 45, similar to my the gym I was at. I was great at bringing together group fitness. Um, the trainers were so on top of it that they would fix your form or they would encourage you to go up in weights. Um, and then I found a real love for strength training, especially cardio. Okay. I know we, we <laughs> cardio is okay, but, um, yeah, I just started with doing that. And then, um, another turning point for me was when there was like a 45 challenge. It's, it's worldwide. They, F45s do all the same thing, but okay. it's basically a challenge to lose body fat and gain muscle. So I actually went in an in-body scanner, found out my stats, and I actually won the challenge at my a studio. So I lost most body fat and gained most muscle, mostly body fat they're looking at. And then also like my before and after pictures, because again, it's not just about like the number on the scale. It's really about um, how you look, how you feel, how your clothes yeah. fit. And especially if you gain muscle, you can't really rely on the number to tell yeah. you if you look better. Um, so that just seeing results, I think is, is a huge thing for people going through their fitness journey. Cause they don't realize every day, the little changes that are happening. But if you were to not see me for six months and then see me, you would obviously notice a difference. And, and that kind of keeps you motivated when you do realize a change. So just in those two months, I didn't, I did not drink at all. I think I maybe once during my birthday, maybe broke it less than five times. I know I broke it. And I was like counting like calories and everything, which some people it might not be healthy for, but for me, that was the only way to actually monitor what I was putting in my body. Cause it's so easy to like, just put a little extra olive oil in the pan or snack <laughs> without realizing it. Like yeah. that stuff. Up. So I just really educated on myself and like what a healthy lifestyle looks like. Saw results. Um, I think I lost like 12 pounds and like 6% body fat, which wow. um, when you're as short as I am, that is very visible. Yeah. So that was from there. And then that was in late 2019. Um, obviously COVID happened. I was actually in the best shape of my life right when COVID started. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. And, and I've, I've worked kind of back up to that. So now my aim is, it's still losing body fat. I'm not at my goal yet, but I'm, I really love the thought of like getting stronger. I love like lifting really heavy, um, seeing myself progress up in weights, there's a lot of conflicting information too in the fitness world. Not that I know everything. I just learned yeah. from my training. I, I learned from respected or respected sources, but now I feel like I have a handle on what it takes to transform my body. And it's not going to be overnight, but uh, we're working our way there between sphere at 45. Um, I like to go on walks these days. I'm not as particular with my eating at this moment, but I know mm -hmm. if I do when I'm in my next like cut phase, I know yeah. what to do results so right now I'm just trying to work on balance and staying happy kind of long-winded but it, yeah. it's a it's it's been a focus of my life in the last few years so no short way to, to explain it <laughs> yeah no that's perfect I love all the details that you went into that's so cool congratulations on I mean Thanks. I know I used to live next to the f45 there and there were people cycling in and out of there non-stop 
Yeah. All the time they were in there and you won the challenge over there. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I did another one and I got second place. The guy who wins like an absolute beast. So good for him. <laughs> but I really credit like F45 spear and just, I think getting my mindset right. Um, Cause I wasn't doing it to like look better necessarily. I was yeah. doing it to feel better. Cause I just, I'm now like I drink a gallon of water a day. I at least know, like, I don't, I don't drink as much. It's a new lifestyle as corny as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Everyone's picked up some corny sayings or corny habits or corny uh, lifestyles since the pandemic anyway. So no, <laughs> no worries. You're also always corny, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Probably. That's super cool though. So when you said like you at the, when you started, you didn't really know much about like nutrition or workouts yeah. or you're just going to the gym and kind of being clueless there and now you say that there's a lot of misinformation in the fitness world so you mm -hmm. go to you rely on your trainers and you rely on your respective sources that you find mm -hmm. but for people that are not working out as much as they would like to right now or just looking at getting into working out how did you go about starting to get that information yeah so I would say that even even if someone just like goes on a walk I know if you're in Texas right now it's like 100 degrees so it sucks but like go <laughs> walks it's a huge way to like get moving and it like sparks your appetite for more and like there's no wrong way to walk right so that's like an easy thing to get into I would say like a group fitness class is great I mean not all are created equal but the reason like F45 and again this is not an ad for F45 but if y'all want to you know hook me up let me know but um, uh, <laughs> um yeah I would just say like somebody who's certified and actually works with people doing one-on-one, -on -one. you could do one-on-one -on -one training too. I just know that that's not always uh, cost-friendly, but yes, yeah, something like an F45 or like an Orange Theory, those people most of the time have to have at least the lowest level of certification um, and understand how it works with how the body works, how muscles work and how to train effectively and what good form looks like. Uh, so I think that's important because you don't want to hurt yourself either. If you're just like, oh, I think I know what you know a certain exercise is but then you go too high in weights or you don't do it right you could you could seriously injure yourself so yeah I would just say if you have someone in your life who's who knows fitness like even just getting tips from them that they've learned from other people again I'm no expert but I know what my trainers have taught me in terms of form and then yeah. if that every you know it's, it's not all creative well, everyone's body is different but I just say just get with the, if you're serious about it either work one-on-one -on -one with a trainer or do a group fitness class where you know there's reputable trainers. I wouldn't say necessarily completely knock off like people online, but the problem with online is that's where the information, misinformation comes from. And there are great sources online. Um, but again, there's so many people just trying to make money off of their supplements or their products, or they're enticed by a clothing company or something like that. And there's misinformation all over the place so again just like double check your sources try to find things that are very science-based i know expert but that's just what yeah. worked for me again i'm not i'm not perfect i'm not exactly where i want to be yet but you can't expect to see results overnight um mm -hmm. or knowledge gain that knowledge overnight right that's good to know are there a few good sources mm -hmm. online that you've gone to or are going to right now there's just a few um I wouldn't say I have like a necessary, like a go-to like website or mm -hmm. account. It's just more of like people in my life that I know and trust. So like former trainers of F45 um, or 
um, people I've met who I know that they do this for their life, like those are the people I trust. And then if I see them do a video about like proper form of something, like that's what I listen to. And then I'll also double people that I work with every day. So I, I don't know. I don't point anyone towards this, something that doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I look for things that are like people that have actual certifications and train actual people and, and show those before and afters. And it's also a red flag if people are like, this is the only way to do it. That's it forever. Like there's going to be variations, whether it's an exercise or like diets or, or changes in lifestyle. Like there's no absolutes in fitness too. Like that's mm-hmm. something to look for when, when looking for sources. Okay. That's a good thing to point out. And yeah, I didn't know all the ins and outs of what went into actually the certifications behind the trainers at an F45 or an orange theory. I didn't know that until just now. Yeah. So definitely good to know, especially if someone's yeah. going for a group class, want to mm-hmm. try out for the first time. Do these people really know what they're doing? Like, yes, they had to go through and get certified and take class yeah. to demonstrate their knowledge. So that's good to know. You ever do like fitness class? You said you sometimes go to like a one-on-one gym, but I haven't done any group fitness classes before. Well, Once like gym class with like, all right, go under the parachute. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, I definitely was a big fan of that. Scooters, ah uh, yes, PE class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big fan of the parachutes and dodgeball, but I think that's probably the closest thing I've gotten mm-hmm. to a group fitness class. But one of my friends that I went to high school with, she opened up her own cycling studio location back mm. in Wisconsin. So I'm thinking if I ever take a trip back there, of course, group fitness. That 45 orange theory stuff is a little different than cycling, but still a right. type of thing. Did you never play like basketball or anything? I did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. As, you, as you were saying, like, as you were saying, like, oh, I was on a varsity soccer team, but we were in arts high school. So it wasn't anything big to talk about. I was yeah. on the JV. I was on the JV team fairly consistently throughout my four <laughs> years of high school. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like with that comes with some sort of conditioning. So I'm sure you're, you know, you're not like totally clueless on that right. yeah I mean I highly recommend I mean, obviously everyone likes different things some people I have friends who cannot do group fitness they're like let me be on my own I want my music I want to do what I want to do mm-hmm. so yeah I like I said whatever whatever works for you whether it's going on a long walk um I know people love cycling a boxing is a cool one I really want to get into oh, yeah. but it depends on your goals too like if you're trying to train like since I'm quote-unquote an athlete I love f45 because it's built for athletic training it was actually made for surfers in australia and um, that's that's what it's wow. and then it, it grew from there okay. um so a lot of the movements are very like quick feed or like burpees things that athletes would do to train um so that works for my lifestyle and i'm also trying to be i'm trying to get like ripped like i'm not yeah. trying to be a little girl because one i could never be but also like, <laughs> I, holy shit that girl's massive muscles like i try to look like that so that's that's the goal here so it really just depends on your goals but um, I'd love to see you in an F45 class one day. There we go. I might have to. I think you tried talking me and Dave into it. I think we chickened out right at the last minute. But oh my gosh, no, he did one class. That's think, okay. That's right. That's right. I think he threw up after, and it was like <laughs> I'm. Never, it's a week trial, so you get seven days. Every day is different. One day, the cardio, strength, upper body strength, lower body. Like every day okay. switches, and the exercises are different. He didn't even come for his remaining six days. Poor guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out sometime. We'll have to coordinate a class where you're going and you'll have to show me the ropes, but yeah, I'll have to check it out. Well, I know that you said your parents, when you were growing up, you and your sister, they wanted you to have the all around experience, not just with sports, but I didn't know that you were in theater. I didn't know that you were taking piano lessons, stuff like that, but I knew that you did some acting when you were a kid. So what was your experience like as a child actor? 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a bit uh, extreme. Okay. Definitely wasn't a child actor, but yeah. So I've, I mean, even as a kid, I was just very bubbly, always wanted to be the center of attention. Maybe that's because I was the second child. Do you have any siblings? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a younger sister. So I was the first one. Okay. So that compl- that explains your calm demeanor, chill, because you had a basically parent, a, a kid as well. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's how my sister is. But for me, I was always the ham. I wanted to be center of attention. Always wanted to be the star of the show. And so my parents obviously were like, oh, you know, she would be great in this. And then when I was asked as a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I wanted to be a singer slash actress slash soccer player slash writer. Cause I was also a huge, I love creative writing. I used to write like little books, not full books, but like two page. Oh, wow. Okay. Books. Short of, like, stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just like these, whatever. So I, I was kind of all over the place. I never fully dedicated myself to acting. I had friends and my sister had friends who actually like went out to Hollywood, try to make it work. But I was just never, I was too, had my hand in too many things to try to dedicate myself to that. And my parents were always like academics first kind of thing. Yep. Uh, so yeah, when I was a kid, I just, I would take, I would always be like in the school play. I would always be um, trying out for theater club. Like that was just a non-negotiable. Was, that's what I wanted to do. And when I got to middle school, my sister had gone to the, the um, art school that's in our county, about 45 minutes away from uh, where we live for singing. But when I was like, when I got ready to audition, I was like, of course, I want to follow in her footsteps and I want to go to the theater and do a theater. So I tried out, got in and it's a normal middle school. And there was also a high school that did the same thing. But instead of like an elective class, you would have your major class. So oh. um, yeah, so that was my middle school experience. It was great. Um, and then when I went to high school, I knew when I got to high school, I didn't want to pursue theater just because I wasn't the best in it. Like I sing and I act, but I can't dance for my life. And if you're going to, be, <laughs> and I was specialized in musical theater in, in high school. If you're going to make it in this, you have to be a triple threat or you have to like really hone in. Plus I just like, I my age is very ambiguous. Like when I wear makeup, I look older. But like my body, it's just, I can't be a little kid, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, who would I even play? Uh, <laughs> and I just like, I mean, I wasn't bad. Obviously, I went amazing to the school because it's very competitive, but I wasn't amazing. I wasn't trying to dedicate my life to it. Like I said, I did soccer. I did other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so happy to have had in my life because it definitely helps me with my job now in yeah. sales like speaking and not being afraid to be out there, especially sphere. Like I'm in the middle of like sometimes 30 people having to go over the workout and the rules and everything. And I think if I wasn't exposed to those opportunities as a kid, I might be a little shyer or a little less um, open to playing a certain character or anything like that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I did do like um, I, in high school, I had a friend who brought me to a, a voice acting studio. That might be what you're referring to. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, they did mostly international dubbing. They had some things of their own, but it was they would take stuff from Brazil and overseas. And there was like a Hungarian one and then a Swedish one. So I, um, I did a couple of like random spots here and there, but then there was this cartoon called Moomins. Uh, they look like hippos, but apparently they're supposed to be like, it's like Moomin trolls. If you look it up, it's a huge culture back in, um, I think it's Sweden, maybe it's Switzerland. I think it's Sweden. Mm-hmm. And there's like amusement parks dedicated to it. There's like 
wow. there's like storefronts, people buy merch, like it's a huge community because they've remade it sometimes in different mediums. When it got to mine, it was this really scary claymation that honestly would have been terrified to watch as a kid. I, I watched <laughs> it when I was, because you're in this little booth alone, the sound engineers outside, and then they, um, they only give you line by, like, you only have the scene at the time. You don't get to, like, watch it all through. So you don't really know mm-hmm. what you're recording for. Um, but it was it was terrifying. Like, this claymation, they moved so awkwardly. And this was in, what, 2010? Oh, no, 2012, maybe. Okay. But, yeah, I was, I was dubbing it for English. I played this character called Little Mai because my, my guy friend who introduced me was doing that role because it was claymation. No one knew if it was a girl or a guy. Like she was just like this little character who had like a scratchy voice that was uh, the original voice. And they're like, okay. oh shoot, girl, like do you have any girlfriends that would want to audition? So I auditioned, ended up getting it. Did a couple seasons of that. It's on Amazon Prime. I just found out. It used to be on Netflix. Like before okay. Netflix was popular. Like when Netflix still did DVDs. But yeah, I realized recently actually that it's on Amazon Prime right now. So I think I'm in like some of the later episodes. There's only one season, I believe, but <laughs> it's freaking scary. And it's funny because people comment on it. These voiceovers suck. <laughs> but honestly, like in my defense, like one, am I a great voice actor? No, I just did my own voice and they kind of tweaked right. it a little. But we don't get to know what's going on. They right. have the, the lines written out for us, but I didn't even know the context. Like they would tell me, the I wouldn't know who, what the line was before me. So I would say Whoa. something watch it back and I'm like why did I say it like that I'm like oh because I didn't know what the scene was about (laughs) so it was definitely awkward like I don't know if that's their fault my fault whatever um but it's cringy (laughs) 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 but that was like my most consistent role I did this other movie um and this other tv show that I cannot find anywhere online I've tried I mean a little my little piece of my heart I have like a little keychain of her on my wallet that's Um, so funny and people like ping me things when they see things about Moomins. But yeah, that was that was super fun. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, sadly, my acting career ended there. Oh. And no, I'm IMDb. But it's just a fun thing I'll do. Like, um, it'll always be a part of me. And hey, if there's ever any opportunity in the future, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> For sure. And now you've got Moomins on your resume. I mean, you're a part of Moomins a cultural, part of a yes, cultural Mo- movement. You were like the andro. You voiced the androgynous Minnie Mouse for Switzerland. Pretty much, yeah. And I don't think really many people saw it. Like, I don't think it was released. It was supposed to be. I, I they were talks with Cartoon Network back when Cartoon Network was a thing, and then oh, they, wow. I think they the deal fell through, and that's how it ended up like in the depths of streaming services. <laughs> it's probably because they weren't giving their voice actors any context to the scene. Everything else is probably gold. Yeah. Well, I have friends. Like, I have a friend who's a very, very successful voice actor. And she's amazing. Like she can do, um, her name's Shelby Young. I'll give her a little shout out. Um, she's amazing. She's now like TikTok famous. She does like amazing voiceovers. I'm like, I can't even call myself like a voice actor. Like, even though I have credits, like I'm like, yeah. I wasn't doing anything. And like, it's not even good to listen to it now. So I don't necessarily take that title. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it, it was just a fun, a fun little thing that I got to do. And yeah, if I ever got another opportunity, I, I think I'd take it, but it's super cool that you got that experience, though. Definitely not something that a whole lot of people that I meet go through and have had the opportunity to do voice acting. It's super cool. And theater, too. Like, yeah. I, was, I was in theater when I was in high school. So, but because it was such a small school, like, I graduated with, like, 35 
people in my graduating class in high school. Oh, wow. So it was really tiny. But what was nice was because the same kids, like there weren't a whole lot of kids to pick and choose from for these groups. Mm -hmm. So like the kids that were on the basketball team and football team, they were also in like student council and theater. So Mm. they had the chance to do a lot of different things. So I was if I was at like a huge school, I'm like, well, I'd have to pick like either basketball, which again, four years JV, so probably wouldn't have gone anywhere with that. Or theater, oh. it gave you opportunities. If you were involved in one club, the students basically like, all right, well, if you don't let us do both of these things, you're not going to have a theater club because we're all doing this other thing too. So oh. you got to kind of tweak with us and meet us where we're at. So it was cool. So I got to, the chance to do theater for three years and it was a lot of fun. And you're so yeah. right about, because we obviously work for the same company, do the same job, mm-hmm. like having those theater experiences about just being confident and speaking in public definitely lends itself well to some transferable skills to the professional world too. Definitely. And isn't it funny how those people who are in theater were also the ones doing these other things? Like I feel like yes. you're either a super involved child and you're like, I want to do everything. I want to be successful. Or maybe it's, you're just building your college resume. Um, or you're kind of like, nah, which nothing's wrong with the other one, but it's right. funny because like the same, like types of people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh in castle and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> for sure well that's super cool and going back to having your you know different interests and being well-rounded i never gotten to hear you sing but i remember when dave and i started playing guitar together and the topic of you singing with us came up and then i've always heard that you've got a phenomenal voice too i don't know if you get that from your sister that's on the family tree but do you do any singing oh <laughs> thanks yeah um my sister did sing as well, um, but we would always sing as, as kids, and she would always be like the softer. She's great too, um, but I was always be the one that was like belting it out, going for <laughs> it. I never really had like training, but in middle school and high school, we did have you know musical theater class, so um, mm-hmm. the would help you with your technique and stuff. And I didn't get too much one on one stuff, but um, we learned a bunch of songs. I learned different types of songs and singing and all that. Um, so yeah, it was definitely more from a theater lens, but I always like singing, you know, pop stuff and everything. Yeah. I was never good enough. at. It's funny because I was doing all these things, but I was never like amazing at any of them. I would be like better than your average person, but okay. no, I never like honed in on one. So I guess jack of all trades, master of none type of thing, yeah. which is fine. Like I'm not better about it, but, um, with, with singing, yeah, it would just always be something. It's more of like a stress reliever for me. When I'm in the car, like I will sing to the music, like do not talk to me. Even if I was <laughs> sorry, if you're on a road trip with me, I'm singing for three hours. Sorry. <laughs> it it calms me, especially when I drive. I get pretty bad driving anxiety in places I don't know. So it just helps calm me. And yeah, I I just I just love to sing. I, I was never good enough at piano to sing along with the piano. So my goal was um to get really good at guitar, which I was sitting right next to me. Okay. Still not good at guitar, but I ever so often I'll get into like a guitar mood when my nails are short. They're short right now. I will try to learn like a basic four chord song, which I can play chords. I'm just, the strumming is where I'm off because I have absolutely no rhythm. Okay. Uh, so um, my, my dream is to sing and play guitar at like a local bar or like for my friends or like on videos online, not to get famous or anything or have that be my main profession, but just like another fun thing and another like accomplishment. So it, that's a slow journey. If fitness was a side thing, but now it's a main thing. If I'm ever like, okay, let me get a guitar teacher or something like that. I think that will be the thing that takes me over um, and gets me to where I want to be, hopefully. But uh, yeah, it's like a cute, fun thing. But yeah, it's, it's singing will always be a part of my life. 
if anything, it was just in the shower or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love friends I can jam with. I have a couple of friends that play like piano and guitar better than I do. And then we'll just like sing and harmonize. And that's something too. I thought when I was a kid, everyone knew how to harmonize. Like, I'm like, oh, you just go like a third up or down. And then obviously playing piano helped with my ear and like music theory because I can read music. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, can't everyone do this? Like, can't everyone <laughs> and like sing a harmony and they're like be like no like that's not normal <laughs> better than me who could like who have like perfect pitch and can oh, like yeah. and um know what note like I'm not that advanced but yeah. I oh this is normal everyone could do this no 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 you can't <laughs> so, no I wish I I wish I started guitar younger um my future kids will definitely play an instrument at, when they're young I love to jam yeah it's my fave Absolutely. Yeah, that's something that I miss so much, like coming to Dallas, making a move, even out to Fort Myers, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, like I was, <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a band um, for like seven or eight years with my friends from high school. And we'd record, we'd go over to each other's garages and basements and play music for hours on end and make CDs and pass them out at shows and stuff like that. But of course, coming down here, I lost my band members. But yeah, Aww. I think the feeling of like playing music with another group of people, I don't really think that there's anything that comes close to it. Yeah. Wait, I never knew you were in a band. That's so fun. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. It, was this in Fort Myers or was this in? No, this was uh, back in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's I knew it was the Midwest. So I was like trying to yeah. remember which state. Wait, oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I'll shoot you over. Uh, we've got four albums that we put what? together. So yeah, so yeah. Okay, hold on. You're a lot cooler than me. I'm already talking to me. I should be interviewing you. <laughs> no. I don't know about did that. Did you ever go anywhere, or did you just like play local spots, or what? Yeah, we played local spots. We played like a big like community picnic that some like nonprofit put together. So there were like a thousand people there. So we weren't like the main like attraction there. We were just kind of playing by like the food tent. But yeah, we had people cycling <laughs> through. And we were we we I think the first year we played, we just brought some acoustics and it wasn't an official thing. And then we kind of played by the bathroom. Uh, but the next year it was more official and we actually got a tent and stuff like that. So yeah, it was cool. But yeah, I'll send you over the links to the albums and stuff like that. You can check it out if you want. Wow. Okay. Really cool. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, definitely shoot me over that. I love supporting my friend's work. And if you guys ever do get back together, I'll be in the front row. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We might new band together. I'm happy to do vocals or backup vocals or tambourine, whatever you need Perfect. from me. <laughs> we'll hook you up. We might have you open. That could, be wow. living out, that could be living out your dream. Yeah, we need to some guitar lessons before that, that happens, though. That? It's really sad. It's sitting in the corner. Do you see it? Oh, that looks so nice, though. It's a nice guitar. It's my, my sister had the same guitar uh, growing up, so that's all I ever, like, practiced on when I fake played. And then when she took it, when she moved to Austin, I was like, I like the same guitar. I like how it plays. I like that you can plug it in. It can become electric. I looked on Craigslist and happened to find someone in Naples selling when I lived in Fort Myers um, and drove down to Naples, picked it up from his house. And yeah, it's the same exact guitar who like such a coincidence. Wow. That's so yeah, cool. next dust in the corner. <laughs> like I'll maybe once every couple months, I'll like get into it and play it for like a week straight and then forget about it for a few months. So yeah, I've heard that's like a thing with, with people like us where they, we'll try a bunch of things and if they're not instantly good at it you like move on to the next thing I think there's always uh like for me I've always been a creative person like when I used mm -hmm. to write and I used to I was never good at drawing but I would love to like I always used to like doodle like 
girls like like girls and I'd like make up weird names for that like I don't know I just always do love doing crazy stuff I convinced my parents to get me a MacBook when I was 13 like took so much convincing but so I got well, it your sales um, skills coming in play there no really I know yeah. my parents told me that because I used to make powerpoints and I was like why I should get this I had to make one when I got a Tamagotchi they were, I was like, it's $15 at Target. Like, it's not that deep. Get me the damn Tamagotchi. So I had to make a PowerPoint. How would, I never had a pet. So this will be my pet. It'll help me. I'm like, it's a freaking like egg where you take it. You just like feed it and like clean up its poop and stuff. Like, it's so stupid. I definitely, I, I made it 15 generations though before it died. Wow. So I, responsible pet owner. I'm ready for my cat. But um, the point was, I always, yeah, I had a, uh, I, when I had my MacBook in eighth grade, I would make music videos and make songs on GarageBand. So that. it was just always been, so even if, even though I'm not amazing at guitar yet, I know that I'll always go back to it. Like I'm not going to abandon it completely because like creativity is just like in my DNA. Like I always want to do something that's creating or um, in the arts. It's so cool to hear that because that's always like, it's always a unique perspective on like, all right, some people, they're done with work, they're done with their day. What do they want to do? They just kind of want to sit and chill and just not do anything. Yeah. Which again, totally cool because different right. strokes for different folks, but also like different people like you and me, they're like, all right, I'm done with work. Now, like, let me really turn my brain on and start doing some creative stuff and seeing what else I can do with songwriting or playing guitar or in your case, doing some writing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, what do you... um? So you do guitar, but do you, or do you dabble in anything else um, outside uh, of work? I've started um, started taking some like online like singing lessons. There's like an online singing course. Oh my god! Yeah. So I started working on that because my friends and I back in Wisconsin, Fourth of July every year, we'd take our acoustics downtown and we'd play as people were walking by, food vendors and stuff like that before the fireworks. And right. so we just play our songs, play covers and play and sing. Like, I miss doing that. So a few weeks ago, I just took my acoustic guitar. I went to like a street corner by where I live and just played on the intersection, which was a lot of fun. I'm like, I would love to do this more often. <laughs> Wait, you have to tell me when you're doing that next. I'll like see the tip jar and, and uh, go, <laughs> this guy's it. I don't want everyone to think. I hope you're on a safe corner. <laughs> Thank this you. guy sucks. There's trash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take any feedback we can get. Yeah. yeah the trash, right. the, no, the trash or the compliments, we'll take it. Right. No, that was that's awesome. Oh, I'm sure the first thing your vocal coach say to you is like, wow, your voice, like that deep baritone or whatever. <laughs> if it was, like, it's one of like the like self-guided ones. So it's not like a one-on-one -on -one oh, okay. coach. It's been like, all right, here's a video lesson every day and you take that. But I'm sure if I did, they'd probably be like, whoa. I used whoa, to, if we just did like a yeah. talk on the, if we did a talk on the phone. Like, uh, yeah, sir, you such potential, right. Yeah. Sir, you sound retired. Are you sure you want to pick up singing? <laughs> He's actually 25. Or you could be in a, um, one of those, the acapella groups and just be at the guy going, boom, boom, like in the, <laughs> the bass or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. See, I've been talking to you. You got so many different ideas on where the where the side hustle can go. Pop them out. Yeah, don't ask me to do execute, but I'll I got the ideas. <laughs> we need ideas, people. If you're good at the execution stuff. You picked up a bunch of other stuff. So am I? Oh, we'll see. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> mediocre at every, pretty much everything. <laughs> slightly above average. There we'll you go. See. Slightly above average. It's better than average. So I'd say you're on the right direction. You're on to something. There we go. Cool. Well, I know we've been talking for a while. The last thing that I wanted to ask you about before getting some career and life advice from you and your journey throughout life was you were on The Price is Right. 
So what was that experience like? Geez, yeah, that was my um, other breakout moment. So I've, I've, I have a few fun facts for like work and corny stuff. And they're like, what are your fun facts? I'm like, Price is Right, the voice acting thing. And I, I mean, those are my most interesting ones, but it depends who I'm talking to, too. I'm like, can I impress you with this or not? But um, yeah, Price is Right is uh, so 2018, um, or actually around this time, because it was my sister's birthday, which is this Friday the 6th. We went to Blake with some friends and just for her birthday trip. Uh, so we had booked in advance, advance to go to The Price is Right. It's free to go, but you just have to book uh, book your spot few, at least like a month or two in advance. Um, and she, we were so excited to go. I made matching shirts for us as like, that was part of my gift to her. It says, need money for t-shirt expenses. And the money is The Price is Right logo. Oh, clever right creative there we go clever because i was like i made the t-shirt i need money to pay it like i've never seen that done before maybe it has i don't know i i I was very proud of myself for that so yeah (laughs) we went in our matching shirts and then how it works is you wait in line for a while and it's only the people who have tickets but you have to wait to get in as you wait to get in you like sign paperwork and stuff and then every you go into a group audition in front of the casting people so there's like 10 people they take at a time. So it was me and my sister. And we happen to end up with this like really crazy loud, big family that were all in matching t-shirts. And we're like, oh shoot, we're not going to get picked. Like these people are crazy loud. Right. Um, and then they go down the line. They literally just like ask you your name, where you're from and like what you do. Um, and then they'll ask you little questions from there if they're interested. So like my sister, she's an accountant. Well, she, yeah, she's still an accountant, but so she's like, oh, I'm an accountant, but like, I'm a cool one. I'm not like, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, can you do my taxes? And she's like, ah, oh, not quite, whatever. And then they got to me and I was like, oh, I'm you know, Chandler. I was, at the time I was 24 something and 23, I don't know. And then uh, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, from Florida. And I'm, uh, I just said technology sales, just easier. And then they're like, oh, well, you hope you went a computer today. And I was like, I'm I'll win anything like I'm here like whatever I made a joke made them laugh and I'm like okay then we went straight in to sit down the the show I was so surprised how efficient it was there's no there was everything was one take the studio is a lot smaller than it looks like it quite literally is a stage like maybe as big as my living room and then Mm. the like maybe like 20 rows all across like of seating but the whole room itself was like still very very small I was very surprised so we go sit down. It was maybe two minutes in. They do the intros. And like, all right, first up, Chandler Kudia, come on down. They have a sign with my name on it. I like was in shock because I we barely sat down. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm called. I feel bad because it was my sister's birthday. Yeah. And I got chosen. It was literally on her birthday. But we were just happy that either of us were chosen. Right. So you just sit alone the whole time. So I feel bad about her that because I had to go to the front to guess. My journey started and it. It felt like surreal because again, there were no takes. They didn't tell you what to do. They were just like kind of motion for you and you just kind of had to do it. There would be, there were like monitors up there where you can see yourself. So I get kept getting distracted and like looking up at them to see if I was like in screen or doing it right. And then, yeah, the first, it went so fast and they're like, you're guessing first. And I'm like, huh? and they showed two mountain bikes. And I don't know why I said $400. Like there's no world when a nice, in a, where a nice mountain bike is $200 times two. Like, yeah, I, that was just nerves. I like, don't even like watching it back because I sound so stupid. But fourth round comes and I finally get on stage. I won a knife set and a butcher's block from guessing to be on stage. 
So, and the first guy that went won Plinko and won $10,000. So I was like, let's go, let's go. Like, let yeah. me go. My game, again, they, they, I didn't even listen. Like they said the rules to me and it just went one in one ear out the other. I had no <laughs> idea what was on because it was just happening so fast. I didn't know where to go. I knocked over Drew Carey when I ran and hugged him. Like they said, do not hug him aggressively. I hugged him aggressively. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I got to on stage. I don't even know what my game was. It was something with a, writing a check to add up to the amount of what you think the patio set, my, my prize would cost plus $2,000. Like I do math. So math is not my strong suit. Never has been, never will be. I just listened to the audience and I heard, heard 3,000. So I said, okay, 2,500. I looked at my sister. She was saying around the same thing. So I, I told him that. And then I was turned out, I was like two or $300 over. So I lost my game tragic, but I kept the check that had my name on it. That said Boyd across it. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't win that, but what was I going to do with a patio set anyway? And you have to pay taxes on it. Like, no, thank you. If I wouldn't want to call that down too, because why would I pay taxes? I already have a car. So if it was only like, I was hoping to win money or a trip, right? Obviously I want a damn knife set. That's still in my kitchen. It is not good quality. It's not worth $6,000 anyway. <laughs> or it was like one, it was like, no, sorry, not 6,000, 1,000, but it's barely worth 600 is what I was saying. My journey, um, afterwards, we just signed paperwork, talked about what we're going to get, where to ship it to, tax information, forms for your filling out your taxes later in the year. And then, yeah, that was, that was it from there. So it was a great experience. It, it I couldn't tell anybody about it until like a few months later. And then it went on air. I had a watch party at my apartment in Fort Myers for it. My parents That's still have cool. it on their DVR somewhere. <laughs> um, on like my Instagram, some highlights, but um, I'm, I'm equally embarrassed and proud to have had that experience just because I was so, you, you look from at home and you're like, you're, how stupid are you? Like, why would you say that number? But right. when you're on stage, it's so nerve wracking and like I'm not one to get nervous I had a theater pass whatever I just it was so fast paced I really expected yeah. more direct like I expected them to tell us okay now next scene you're going to do this it was so fast which yeah. has got to throw on a bunch more nerves when you're just clueless out there real I know that's the thing and like some people handle a lot more calm than I did but I I still you know held my own I was happy to get on stage happy to to even be in the, I would have been happy just being there in the audience. So I always recommend, cause I actually know a couple of people have gotten on it and they do so many shows that like you actually have good chances. So yeah. um, my tips for getting on it, if <laughs> anyone do, and at least for Christ right, I don't know other game shows, but go there, like be bubbly, show your true self, show a personality. They like loud people, but they also looks like they have their shit together. Like they don't want someone who's going to go and do something unpredictable on stage. So yeah. just like nice. And to have like, I think almost everyone had like made their own shirt. I don't think it's a deal breaker, but it does make you stand out. Like Drew Carey commented on my shirt that he thought it was clever. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like um, I read an article online before I went that was like exactly it to the T that helped me prepare. Uh, so yeah, do your research. You don't, it's not worth like researching games or anything. Cause they'll explain it. And like most of them is just luck or there's no real strategy to it. Maybe yeah. some do, but not the one I did. Um, yeah, just have fun and be yourself, be loud, stand out, maybe have a, a cool fun fact when they ask, and then hopefully you get picked. There you go. Solid yeah. tips for sure. And you just got to fight the system by aggressively hugging Drew Carey when instructed. Very, so that there's like, 
and he tried to look like he was like happy but like that must get annoying having random strangers uh, like tackle you (laughs) (laughs) but but he liked the shirt so if nothing else you got that compliment to ride out for the rest of your life he sure did yep (laughs) (laughs) awesome sounds good well Chandler thank you so much any I mean you've gone through you've done a lot of different things in your life picked up a bunch of different hobbies you say that you're slightly above average at a lot of these things, but I mean, you're doing a lot of these things and seem to be doing them very well, obviously leading a strong and successful career too. So before we part ways, any advice that you have for anyone that's anyone that's out there on things that you've learned along the way? I'm definitely no expert in uh, life advice. I don't do too much self-reflection. I try to take myself too seriously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just say, I like everything, step out of your comfort zone. I never thought that I would be any form of a fitness trainer, like literally, if you were to ask me for, I would be like, "Mm, no, I don't work out. Like it's just like, try new things. Um, do your best. Like, (laughs) yeah, don't take yourself too too seriously for me. Like humor is like, and, and singing, like I mentioned, like they call me, they bring me back, back down. I'm stressed about work or something with work. I try to do things outside of work. So it doesn't consume me like it did when I first started. And it was like my whole life. So yeah, just know, like, it's going to be okay. Fill your time with what makes you happy. You're not going to sit on your deathbed and wish you worked another day. You're going to sit on your deathbed and say, I wish I tried singing. I wish I tried to learn to play guitar. I wish I went out and tried to fill, you know, surround myself with people who have like-minded interests or can teach me new things. Those are the things that when you're older, you're going to be like, I spent my time well on this earth. Yeah. So we got deep bit there but it's, it. it's all good it's all good all solid sound advice well Chandler thank you so much for taking the time to do this I learned a lot about you and we've known each other for a few years there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about you until today but yeah. I feel like I know you much better now and it's awesome to hear and see you yeah same here Zach thank you so much for having me this is so fun so great to hear from Chandler and learn about all the cool things she's up to if you're looking for a fun way to meet new people and get active I recommend checking out Sphere Club, which is the group she's a part of. Conversations like this are a lot of fun for me because I get the chance to talk with someone who I'd exchange a few words with at the office or at a party, but never really got to learn about their experiences, what drives them, and what they like to do. I left this conversation knowing so much more about Chandler and all the great things she's done and is doing. So thank you to her for taking the time to catch up. Thank you to all of you for taking the time to listen. Here is Nora by the band KFK, and I'll see you on the next one. 